You are listening to MKE in the Morning on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I like that. That's hot. Welcome back. You're listening to MKE in the morning on 1017 The Truth, live from American Family Insurance Studios at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I'm Serena B, and I'm here now with Kyle Wallace. Hi, Kyle. Hello and good morning. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, I'm just uh, living my best life. So I know you just got here, I but going back and forth with these. <laughs> I know you just got here, but if you guys missed the show, we've been um, we've been having a good, robust conversation this morning. We've been talking about, uh, you know, when you know that you're not going to like somebody from the first time you talk to them. Yeah, I wanted to call Denise on that first date. I think you'll be adorable, not adorable, be kind of cute to get up on stage and. And sing and a sing song, yeah. Especially by somebody that you know you like? that you know that they like, yeah, you know, that like a, that's a nice gesture. That was a great uh, gesture. They're coming I mean, come for you. No, they're coming for you. If somebody, if a, if a woman did that, I'm like, oh, look at her. But I would definitely do that. Maybe I'm corny mm. like Michael B. Jordan. I'm not no, sure. I, I, I definitely those... get up on stage oh. or something like that. Shout out to Michael B. Jordan. He's <laughs> not corny. Um, we did ah. talk about celebrity encounters. I wouldn't mind meeting Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, no, I've never had. Re- I mean, I had a couple, but nothing, yeah. nothing like you all. Nothing were to talk about. about? Nobody, nobody, nobody no tried to get in my draws when I met them. So, oh. I can't, uh, I cannot relate. <laughs> no, you didn't. To that, I <laughs> no, mean, if J Lo tried, you know, if she was throwing it, I'll probably catch it. <laughs> uh, who else is for throwing it? You know, maybe who that I- just shows you what a genuine person that I really don't care. Money, celebrity, fame, I don't care. No, Are I you mean- a good person? No. Are I you mean, capable of love? And maybe I didn't think those celebrities were. I, I want to try to love them for a lifetime. <laughs> Just for a nighttime. Yeah, for a nighttime. <laughs> like the woman who called in when she got kicked out for her friend to have a night with worst day in the time. Oh, man, that's funny. So we've been talking about all that. If you missed any of it, remember, you can always go back and listen by downloading the MKE in the Morning podcast, sponsored sponsored by Gruber Law Offices on multiple platforms. The 1017 The Truth app can also be found on Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Gruber Podcasts, anywhere that podcasts are stored, downloaded, hosted. Streamed. Streamed. Thank you. I cannot find the word. Many different places. So we were talking about, Kyle, this energy of when you meet, first meet someone. But I was kind of curious. Um, we were talking about jobs we've had previously. Have you ever walked into an interview or had a job that just was like red flags? No. Didn't work out. I was should have walked away, but you just needed the money really bad. No, I was, I was saying before, I, I've been blessed and fortunate. I don't know, nepotism, privilege, call what you want. <gasps> Kyle, are you a Nepo baby? I am not a Nepo baby. Let me tell oh, you. Okay. I was a Nepo baby. I'll be, I'm not <laughs> really? I mean, but I, I've, got, I've gotten jobs at like summer programs. Yeah. Based off the fact that, you know, you know, 
mom in education. I had, oh, you know, okay. and so having some connections so you, where well, I got a, a chance. Bit of an apple so baby. I got I mean, but we talking about summer. We talking about a 14, 15 year old getting, you know, a $7.25 hour sure. job. Like it wasn't it wasn't like that. I was I was just helping out. So, I've never I've never had the experience where I've gone into an interview. I'm like, "Nah, I'm not really feeling this space because I really yeah. don't, I'm not really looking to switch jobs either like that. And so I always tell people, I've been blessed and fortunate. I've had great bosses and everything. Like yeah, I, That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, even now I do a show with our boss here, the, the CEO of the company on Sunday. So, I mean, I, I've... Oh, wow. I've, that's I'm, amazing. I'm blessed and highly favored. As, I as, see. As y'all said today, how am I doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. So, no, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I have never had to experience anything like that where I walk in, I'm like, this ain't the energy. But yeah. well, I know many people that have. I've had a lot of conversations with people that... When I hear about their boss and their job and their experiences, mm-hmm. I be thinking to myself, man, I, I wish somebody Yikes. would try me. I be, I tell, I, I say, listen, because a job, I, I like money, yes, but I know my skill set. Yeah, right. Whereas, like at the end of the day, if some of the stories I don't heard, somebody tried, I'll be wishing, I'll be ready for somebody to try me because I got it. Like you said, I got a little slick mouth too, and I ain't, yeah. I ain't really, <laughs> I ain't worried. I'm not really, I'm not really worried. Disrespect is one thing I don't do. Yeah, and so that's why I I I'm very happy that I, I don't have to have on my resume the the end date and say please do not contact right. this employer because I actually I done snapped on my old boss at one of my summer jobs. Oh before. yeah, I've definitely have done that definitely, and I I've had a lot of jobs, <laughs> <laughs> and I know you I don't think you have to that extent. I've had like I've said I've had I, when I was a like kid, a handful I, of jobs. Had, like I worked as a kid, I worked at a summer program yeah. in the CLC, you know, children's learning uh, or COA, and then also they have CLCs. I worked in the uh, weight room trainer for mm-hmm. you know some kids when I was in high school. I worked at uh, Hawthorne Glen uprooting uh, invasive oh. plants in the summertime oh as a gosh. student. Interesting. I went to I worked at uh, in college. I worked on campus. Like I've had like college campus. Like I've had a lot of just. I've always been employed. I've always a lot had of like something young going people on. when yeah, they start yeah. first get your your feet wet. You know, and you start working at fourteen, fifteen. You you do a lot of different things. Up summer until jobs, like the twenties, yeah, yeah, like the summer yeah, jobs. Yeah, well, I, the things you really don't get fired from. What was your first job? My first ever job was working at the PAL Center for Baylou Scorekeeping. Oh wow! Yeah, over there at the PAL Center. So Baylou, okay. a lot of people in Milwaukee know who Baylou is, and Baylou, you know, he had basketball leagues and mm-hmm. all around Milwaukee, and he I got hired at thirteen to. to to keep the book for yeah. scorekeeping and files and all that. And oh that was my goodness. first little job that I had. That's cool. I think my first job was a busser. I was a busser Could, I and a dishwasher. I couldn't do that industry. Yeah, I did it. I did it. I was 14 when I got my first job and I worked at a little restaurant right on the, the coast or the shore, like the lake. Oh, okay. In Port Washington. Yeah. Newport Shores. And I think they, they just demolished their present location i think they're rebuilding though from what i've heard but yeah i did that I, I did a lot of restaurant work in my early years i think the last time i actually did it was 21 i feel like 22. that is like a small community rites of passage for a oh lot of my people goodness. when they do get their first job let me tell you a lot of people end up busing tables or doing or, or standing at there are the some door, people who can is, make a career out of that sort of uh work of you know in, in working you know whether industry, you're a yeah. chef or you're a waitress they can make a career out of it um me, it was the motivation to go to college and find a different path. I wasn't, like I said, my face knows no deliverance. And when I was a waitress, people didn't always, uh, under, they misunderstood me. 
they were they thought that I had an attitude or something. And then I probably did at some points because I just hated being a waitress. I always feel like I don't want to do it because I really not my cup of tea. But I always yeah. feel like I have fun with it. How y'all doing? Hey, ladies. Hey, gentlemen. Sometimes. How we doing? Sometimes like it's really fun, fun actually. If you enjoy talking to people, but but there's so many rude people that it just it literally wears yeah, see, on your spirit. See, I, I couldn't do it. Listen, I've gone <sighs> to dinner with my PTSD family PTSD already. I've gone to dinner with my family. Yeah. Let me tell you, I'll be sitting there just thinking, come on, y'all. God, come on, they'll spend like, our food. We do chill. you really need another thing of ketchup? Like, oh, my, that's it. Oh, my well, I'm the, the worst. worst. I'm the worst then. I, I, I need are? my barbecue sauce. Oh, no, me too. I need barbecue and oh. honey mustard. I have run to me, have both. Run me, run me that, please. <laughs> I, I hate to do this. What do you think on this menu that's decent? I, I don't know. I'm thinking between this and this. Have you tried the okay. burger or how about the salmon? Which one? <laughs> Which one you think what I are should the get? specials? Yeah, not, is that not. imported from Maine or not? No, that's me. That's me. But here's <laughs> oh, no. my thing. Here, this is how, the way I feel about it. If I'm, I'm coming here paying for a service. Yeah, and it is your responsibility as a waiter right. or a waitress to make sure that you know the service is quality. And if I have a question, who else am I going to ask? That's what you're here for, right? When I was a waitress, that didn't bother me. You have questions, I will answer your questions. I think what bothered me was just treating me like I wasn't human. That's the part that I couldn't stand and uh, that wore on me after a while. But yeah, I would say that was the first one. You know, it was funny, though, when I when I moved to North Carolina, I was pregnant and looking for a job and I got a interview at a restaurant. I used to work at Texas Steakhouse in rural North Carolina and I got to my orientation. I remember this girl came up to me. And I, I wasn't sure if I had the job yet, but I was like, OK, if I make it through this part, I seems like I'm in and this. This girl comes up to me and she's like, listen, she's like, is you fat or is you just pregnant? <laughs> Bruh. Sorry, I, got I was like, I didn't want to say because I Did needed were- the job so bad. And I was already like six months pregnant at that point. <laughs> you say you was fat? No, I told her the truth. I was like, but please don't tell the manager. <laughs> they all knew. I, I had a basketball job. under my hoodie. I was trying to wear like a baggy shirt. They all knew. They hired me pregnant. They knew. The manager later told me, she's like, duh. Of course we knew you were pregnant. I mean, I, technically they can't discriminate against you. They can't. Because you, because they can. And I could still do the job. And I worked up until I was like eight and a half months pregnant. <laughs> Double shifts, swollen ankles, running all around 12 hours a day. It's crazy. Yeah, that seems like a lot. But I know we're That's here. called grit. I said it earlier. No, yeah, it is grit. I know we're talking about worst job experience. Do you have any job experience you want to talk about on the other side that was a terrible job experience yes. that you had that you got hired for? Yes. How many do you have? You seem like you I have quite a few. I, I'm like a Jamaican. I, have, I, I don't even know what that means. What is, I, I, Jamaican man, I don't even know what I don't even know what that means. You know, they have you a, like a reputation for having seven jobs, man. Oh no! I, oh, yeah. hustling. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, I thought it was hustling. Or if you watch 90 Day Fiance, reputation for uh, flirting around. I did get proposed. Around. The first time I got proposed to was in Jamaica. Man, they love. Listen, them Jamaicans. <laughs> have, them Jamaicans be on it. I remember I went on a trip for my boy who got married in Jamaica. Yeah. And so it was like eight of us that went to Jamaica for a trip. And his uh, his cousin was on this trip. And his cousin was talking to the bartender. You know, you usually do something like five yeah. nights, four nights. By day about four, the bartender said to her, so what we going to do? We've been doing this for a couple of days now. So what's... And she was like, whoa, like, bro, I listen, I these drinks and all, like, this is all inclusive. So everything's free. So it's like, girl, like, dog, like... I'm just hanging out and chilling. They, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they knew. They she, know what like, they're he, doing. He knew the clock was it's ticking. It's just he funny when, the, when you watch people fall for it. Oh yeah, yeah. These yeah, yeah. these uh these foolies. But I, you know well, we what? Won't say that. I, I that's would, their job. I would fall for it if a Jamaican woman tried to come for me too. If she was <laughs> whining and dining me, hey, and got whining. up on stage. They do wine no, and they, they wine so good, exactly. and I was very jealous. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. 
if she slow wine and started singing, you know, a little Sean Kingston on stage to me, I may, I may be, uh, you know, I may be taken. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But again, on the other side, Serena, I want to hear your story on the your worst job experiences that you had in DJ Brothers. If you got any, you can definitely share. I know you were popping popcorn sometime a couple years ago, but this what? is MKE in the morning. I'm Kyle Wallace filling in for Melanie Ricks, who was on assignment. She's Miss Serena B, who has been holding it down all day, and this is MKE in the morning. Don't touch that dial. MKE in the morning will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of MKE in the Morning is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. MKE in the morning here on the new 1017 The Truth. Shout out to our girl Denise Thomas, the effective communication coach, for filling in for us for the first two hours before she had to go handle some business. I'm Kyle Wallace, and with me is Miss Serena B, DJ Brother Z, holding it down in the producer booth. Melanie Ricks is on assignment, and we are having a conversation about worse job experiences when you knew when you walked in that door that this was not the space or place to you or when you had your first experience with somebody on the job where you realized this was not the place for you. Now, like I said before, I felt very privileged, I guess, to not have to deal with any mess mm-hmm. at any of my places of employee. I mean, for real, though, my, my first boss that I had for real, for real, uh, shout out to Laron Glover over there from uh, CLC. He took care of me. Like he, he, oh. he made sure I was good. He let me do multiple things, intern and still work at the same time. So he really hooked the brother up and made sure that For sure. I was taken care of while trying to advance my career. So I've had great bosses. I cannot complain. But you, Serena, on the other hand, mm. seems like you've had some job experiences mm. that you want to talk about <laughs> that were a little lackluster. So uh, let's go down this long list, I guess, that oh you got gosh. of different well, experiences that you've had well, in the workforce. Well, let me just say, you just shouted out a great boss. I my One of my worst bosses was actually one of my best bosses. And that sounds crazy, but he was so hard on me. Huh? So I would be angry at him. He was my first editor when I became a newspaper reporter in North Carolina and he, he was ruthless. He would put the competitor's newspaper on my keyboard every morning. And if I missed details, when I covered the same story, he would be upset about it. So I learned how to get ahead of the competition and he really taught me so much. He put me through a reporter boot camp, and I am forever grateful. And I've had the opportunity to thank him since then, but he was ruthless. He made me cry you know, he tore my stories apart and told me to rewrite them. But it was it was the best lesson for me. And it made me a better writer to this day. So sometimes a bad boss can end up being a good thing. <laughs> but I just had a lot of jobs. Um, the worst one that I want to talk about, I think I've talked about this here at The Truth. But I had one of those jobs where someone approached me or I applied for a marketing position 
Now, I know some of you all out there listening to this have done something like this. It looks like a marketing job. You go in for, for the interview. It's in some random office suite with like no furniture, no art. And you end up selling knives or Vector. children's books. I don't remember Vector is one of them. I ended up selling office supplies door to door. And so they would send me all over Milwaukee and I would have my little briefcase that didn't have office supplies in it. I had to sell people on the catalog and like this giant. And when I say giant catalog, I mean, this thing was like five inches thick. So that's why I had my little briefcase with me. And they would just tell me to drive to a certain zone all over Wisconsin and I remember one time being on Burleigh and some guy was yelling out the window. Uh, he thought I was a prostitute Dang. and they would try to proposition me. And uh, I sold a lot of TVs to use car lots. I'm not sure why that was in our catalog. So I sold some TVs and filing cabinets and it was awful and I didn't make crap and I was wasting so much money in gas. And they even brought in one of those guys that was like, you got to keep got to keep grinding and hustling. You'll be a millionaire like me. So, of course, we not me, but I would say some of my colleagues believed it. But we were all broke, broke as a joke. So I went all over the place. I actually got to learn a lot of parts of Milwaukee from that job. And believe it or not, that job only lasted three weeks before I was like, I can't do this. It sounded like, like it was a job that was three years. No, no, no. That's what my friends always say. They're like, man, when you used to work for Quill. When you used to work for Quill, it felt like, because I had so many stories. Three weeks. And it was only like three weeks. How much were they paying? Like nothing. So you, oh, okay. I just did not have a job. Like I was, and I actually ended up packing up my car and moving back to North Carolina. I was like, I can't do this. So it was the worst job ever just because the people were sketch. They would just drop me off in a neighborhood by myself. Just drop you off. Or I would drive to it. They'd okay. drop me off. But they would, they would be like, you're here today. And I'd be like. Why am I just going door to door? Just going door to door, being like, "Do you want to buy some paper? All right, Do you need Scott. filing cabinets? Yeah, for real. Well, actually, when I watch that show, I always think of that job. It was awful, but it was like you know you get roped into the marketing thing. It was and then it was network marketing. Of course, they wanted you to bring in your friends and all that stuff. So, oh, man. so to the listeners, have you ever had a network marketing job? Or have you ever went in for an interview for a job and it ended up being something completely different than what you thought you were applying for? Hit us up at 833-212-1017. I want to know. I felt disrespected one time when I did apply for a job. So I applied for a job. This is, again, I just, I don't know if I recently had graduated from college or it might have been a summer job I was looking for. I believe it was probably a summer job. And I wanted to work at Finish Line. I said, you know what? I want to work at Finish Line. I want this discount. <laughs> Yes. And I, I remember I asked, I said, Mom, when you're at the mall today, can you grab that application for Finish Line? I'm mm-hmm. looking to work at Finish Line. So I filled out the application for Finish Line. I never heard back. Dropped it off, Not never once. heard back. I, I felt so Damn. disrespected. I, I, listen, I'm like, wait a minute. I know my skill set. I know my value. I know my work. I can sell some shoes. I can sell yeah. some jerseys because jerseys was popping back at the of time. Of course. But no, I never, I never got a phone call back. So I've always been salty about that. The fact that I never got hired or even heard back from Finish Line on the fact Man. that I applied for a job there. Pretty rude to them. But no, I, I, I again, I Did can't. you ever work in retail? No, I know. I, yeah, so you never I, ended up working I in retail. Have, I have never worked in retail. I, listen, and I don't think it was for me. I have had the very <laughs> nice cushy jobs i've been like i said i've been very fortunate white collar worker except for except for the one job now let me tell you i know my friends call me a house negro but but i was in the field 
one time when I was working in when I was working for Hawthorne Glen and you know up and you were literally invasive. out in the field because you were pulling I was uh, invasive yeah. species and weeds and whatnot. I was doing that for four hours four to five hours per day in the hot sun during the summer yeah with with I tore my ACL that summer so I had a knee brace on that whole summer because I hadn't had surgery yet and I was doing that the entire summer I was one of the best employees and it gets the dude hot. Wrote, yeah no and the dude wrote me a letter of recommendation but I mean that would probably be. I mean, that wasn't my worst job, but that was just probably my most um, hard job that I had. But 833-212-1017, that is the talking text line. Serena B., you see, you said we got somebody on the line We here? have Oliver on the line. Oliver, good morning. You're listening to MKE in the morning. Oliver, are you there? Uh, Hello. Good morning. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. No, it's all good. Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing good. No, how are I, you? I'm just... I'm all right. Just a bad phone signal here at the airport at work right now. So just doing my little free trip. It's kind of loud. You can probably hear an airplane going by. But okay, um, I wanted to. Oh, back. I wanted to chime in. And say, as far as like first jobs and summer jobs, mine was actually um, North. If you guys are familiar with Northcott Neighborhood Housing, yeah, over on uh, by King Drive, that was one of my first real like jobs with a check that I uh, worked. It was through the school. Mm. It was through the middle school, and it was through a summer school program. And uh, we had to, me and the classmates, we had to watch the kids and stuff, and, you know, and uh, for the day and then until their parents came and stuff. So um, it wasn't too bad because um, he's probably passed away, but I think his name was Mr. Jones and Mr. Brown. He uh he was like the director and kind of helped us out and everything like that. And uh, I've you know developed a good work ethic through, you know with him. And uh, he was one of the coolest guys I've ever met because he made sure we was all taken care of. He made sure that you know we needed anything if there was any issues or we was having problems with the kid or their parents. And so what was you know, the job? On top of it, I missed the the actual it was like role. A, like, yeah. It's like, um, you know, like summer counselors. Oh, kind of watching okay. over the kids and stuff like that. So, yeah, gotcha. so that's, that's pretty much what I did. But um, that was, you know, like my first job was like, that was like really like one of my best ones. And then the worst one was a company. Like a real prick. Just, I could tell he did, he did, he wasn't too fond of black people, but he had to hire because of the federal law and all that stuff. Mm. So he made me and a couple of the black guys, you know, black co-workers, be out there in the field just doing all the uh, cutting the grass and the stuff and just out in the sun and everything. And then he had a couple other guys, some of the whites and Hispanics, they, you know, in the building, you know. And I'm thinking, okay, they got us out here, they're in there. But I kind of know it's a pattern every throughout the couple weeks that I'm like, okay, this ain't, bro, we, we got to talk because this ain't looking, you know, this ain't cool. So, you know, it was always an excuse, and I'm like, I'm done with you. So, I'm, you know, you, you get the moments where you got good bosses and bad bosses, and he was mean, one of them dudes that it's like, you know, if I see you on the street, it's on site. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, I, I, yeah, but other than that, I mean, I've been working for a while, but as far as, like, having a real job and stuff like that, that North Northcott neighborhood was, like, the, the first one I really had. So, you know, okay. big shout out to Mr. Brown. He was a real good guy. 
And uh, I still carry on the work that week that, you know, he taught me and my grandpa taught me and stuff. So a lot of stuff I, I keep on. So That's wonderful, Oliver. That's and, wonderful. Know, really quickly, before we let you go here, what do you do at the airport? work for this trucking company that's by the airport. Okay, well, cool. I used to work at the airport, though. Okay. Uh, it was a contractor for Southwest Airlines, and yeah. I was a baggage handler. And, you know, I used to push the planes out there and guide the planes into the ramp and stuff. It Love. wasn't bad, but for what they was paying and the work we were doing, it wasn't enough. Okay. It didn't match the value. I, I feel you. Thank you so much, Oliver. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you, Oliver. Eddie, we see you. We will get to you on the other side. It is MKE in the morning on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It is MKE in the morning here on the new 1017 The Truth. And I got to let you all know, be sure to tune in to The Truth this Saturday at 10 a.m. for another episode of the Soft Life Chronicles presented by All of Us Milwaukee at the Center for Community Engagement in Health Partnerships. Now, the discussion this Saturday will be focused on sickle cell. Sickle cell disease can be a devastating one to live with and is most common in African-Americans. Denise Thomas and All of Us Milwaukee will discuss what it's like to live with sickle cell and what COVID DX is doing to try to impact the lives of sickle cell patients. So be sure again to listen in to Soft Life Chronicles at 10 a.m. on Saturday, presented by All of Us Milwaukee and on the new 1017 The Truth. This is MKE in the morning. I am Kyle Wallace. Melanie Ricks is on assignment. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought I had you were to pausing I had for to, me. My mouth became full of saliva, so I had to swallow because I was, it, it was starting to get gargled up in my mouth. Oh so my I had gosh. to I had to I had to try to swallow it. But yeah, you are Miss Anyways, Serena B. I'm Serena B. We got Eddie on the line. Eddie wants to talk a little bit about his work history. Good morning, Eddie. You're listening to MKE in the morning. Good morning, guys. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. I just uh you know, I've been painting for a lot of years, and uh, when you're a painter, you often have to go out. A lot of guys do this. Somebody gives you a call. Mrs. Anderson calls you. Eddie, can you come paint my kitchen? You got to run over there. You give her a number. You go, it's going to be 600 bucks to paint your kitchen. A lot, of, a lot of bidding, a lot of running around and driving and doing these bids. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger, I was offered an opportunity these people would advertise, and I made the mistake again because I wanted to make sure that I was right. So I put myself in, you know, into I don't danger again. I put myself at risk again with another Christian company. But a lot of these companies, they'll be like, uh, uh, you know, we're Acme Home Builders. We are Christians. You can trust us. Mm. And then you do the work. And while these people are taking literally vacations that in today's dollars would be $100,000, but they're not paying the painters. They're not paying the guys who put up the drywall. They're not paying the electricians or the guys who put up the finished carpentry. So everybody's not getting paid, and yet these people are taking these extravagant vacations. And I thought because they were a Christian-based company, I'm like, you know what? These guys are Christians. They're going to be honest. They're going to pay me. 
found out that that wasn't true and then made the mistake again to work for another fellow who is a builder. Uh, and he is a Christian. You know, he's got a dozen kids probably, and he talks about values and lives his life in a Christian way. But then when you work for him, you see, you see the little cons, you see the little slights in the way he treats customers, contractors, whatever it may be. But when you're a Christian, and I wouldn't say I'm much of a Christian at all, okay? I was mm-hmm. born into it. I don't understand it. I think there's a lot of hypocrisy. But you are a Christian first and foremost, and you have to live your life that way. I see too many Christian contractors or too many Christian business owners kind of put their Christendom on pause and go, well, this is business, you know? You, uh, you got to be a Christian 24-7. That's all there's to it. That means when you deal with people in a business way, you have to do it with Christian values. And I was very taken aback to see these prominent people in our community of Milwaukee who rave about how Christian they are. And then the truth is their behavior was something else. And I've seen it, it with many, many, many financially successful people. Yeah. What is it? We all have fallen short in the... Oh, oh, oh! I, I guess none of us here are very religious. We've all fallen short. What is that? There's a whole oh, are you saying, quoting scripture? Yeah, scripture? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, sorry. Not a, I'm, not a, I'm not a scripture person, so I'm going to quote scripture. But, Eddie, I got a quick question for you. What your prices look like? If I need a whole house painting, what your prices look like? Well, it's not like that. You can't do that. Uh, you know? Eddie, he's got to know listen, the size what? of it's the a, room. He's got to know if a you bungalow. have high ceilings. It's a bungalow. <laughs> It's about, let me say, let, I'll give you, I'll give you an idea. If you had a two and a half car garage yeah. and I had to repaint it, I had to scrape it and yeah. prime it oh, and yeah. paint it and do yeah. a good job that it would last for eight or 10 years. Yeah. How much I'm looking You're probably at about, you're, you're probably at about two grand. Woo! Jesus. Joseph and me. Yeah. Damn. All right, Eddie. Well, <laughs> no, Eddie, I appreciate it. Thanks, I, mean, I mean, yeah, I appreciate the work. The guys, work that guys, you guys have do. a good day. Yeah, Thank you, too. you too. My yeah. brother is a painter. And he, uh, he, you know, he's told me stories of when don't they don't pay. take care of the contractors. And he's told me stories of those who really did. Yeah, so no, I, it really goes both ways. I pay people. Yes. I always make sure to pay people as well. I can't imagine not paying someone what you said you were going no, to pay that, them. That, that, that always, that always seems very, very weird. But, but it I, happens all the time. No, I learned. In, in, across industries too. I it's learned just there's like, just a lot of untrustworthy, shady individuals out there that don't. Yeah. The word to me, word is important. Like that's the way I was raised. Hundred percent. If I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. That's what I always tell people. Like, listen, if I say I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm not dropping the ball on that because that's the way I was raised to be. I was raised to follow through. You yep. know what I'm saying? Don't quit anything. Don't you know? You finish what you started. That's the that's exactly how I was brought up. So I don't understand why people try. to I be don't shady. understand it either. And there is literally no worse feeling than thinking you're gonna get the check that you think is coming. And then opening it up, and it is totally different. I'm not talking about taking taxes out. I'm talking about totally different. I remember one of my worst jobs selling cell phones and rims in the same store because that's how it was. <laughs> it was. Where was that at? Where do you think? Vietnam. Seven Mile Fair? Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> uh, no, it was in Fayetteville. And so, um, yeah, I worked in the cell phone store. I ran the store like by myself and um, did pretty good like sales wise. And then I remember I got my check and the commission was totally different than what I thought. And I was trying to take that check and, you know, get an apartment, fix up my car, all these things that I needed to do. And it fell short. Oh, it was, it was like at the time 
it felt like $10,000, but at the time it was like a $900 difference, if I recall, mm -hmm. of what I thought it was going to be because I sold so many rims. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was easy because I worked next to Hooters and I worked off a military base. <laughs> yeah, no, you, uh, so I was selling rims to all the soldiers. Bro. Oh, and they love rims. And they always wanted me, the newest cell phone, too. Let me tell you something about soldiers. I hope they don't get offended by this. But <laughs> soldiers, because of the fact that a lot of them get thrown a lot of money at such a young age. And a, and a, a lot, lot of them are, are not used to that. No, they're not used to it right. whatsoever. So they will. They are the ones that throw money. They spend. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I just I just got this signing bonus and this and that. Yeah. and you know, So it, it's, it's money gets thrown at them. But before we go to break, I do have another question for you. I was watching. I was on vacation. I was at a wedding down in Phoenix last week. Mm -hmm. And I was watching TV. And they were talking about, you know, people who are scammers. And so you were just talking about hustling and getting money and different things like that. Have you heard of the, the Susu, the Soso Blessing Room? And so it's the, the pyramid scheme where basically. What is that? Where's you're that? You're, so you, you were talking about how, you know, they have different How much schemes. that cost? And so, well, here's the thing. And so it basically this is not a scheme. I mean, traditionally in Africa, the, the, I believe it's called Susu. Traditionally, it's how do you start a business? And so to start a business, what you do is you have the whole tribe or you have a community where they put in money. Everybody puts in money and they give it to one person and they're able to start oh, wow. their business and they're able to invest. That's, that's and then you kind of you give back and you invest. But it's like a family thing. And so during the pandemic, especially people were trying these different schemes where you would say, hey, you give me five hundred dollars and I can turn your five hundred dollars into eleven thousand dollars. And it basically is. If you give me 500, now you got to find two other people or three other people to give you 500. And it just all keeps going into the pot. And eventually somebody at the top gets paid out. Sounds but you got to keep sketch. it. It's very, it's very scheme, very scammy. And so, you know, I, during the pandemic, I, I wasn't really hurting. I, I still had a job, still employed. So it was, yeah. it was perfectly fine. I had a friend who wasn't hurting either, but he was looking for hustles. And he must have came across this. Mm. Now I'm watching this thing about this this family, this these schemer and scammers down. And I think they down in Georgia. Just They were, I don't know, they were TikTokers and a DJ. I don't know. And... During this, they were talking about how they had this whole scheme thing that they were doing. Oh, they were man. doing this thing. And as they're talking about it, I'm thinking to myself, I said, wait a damn minute. I get to my brother. I said, my friend tried to get me to do this garden. I can't believe he tried to get me to be part of this scam. I'm talking about, bro, like, listen, it's only, it's only 500. Like, you put in 500, I guarantee you, G, it's going to come back. It's going to come back to you. I've, heard, like, I've heard of this before, too. But, but what I thought about is that people get very, very desperate, especially during the pandemic. Of course. Where... You need that check. You need that money. People lost their livelihood during the pandemic. So, of course, you say, heck, if I can if I can invest five hundred dollars and get eleven thousand like I know that somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody got, then why not do that? But people ended up losing a lot of money. But I just think about the desperation and things. All the MLM, all the MLM scams. I mean, LeBrea. With LeBray. Mary Kay. All these beauty brands. Oh, wait, is Mary Jam Kay, Nails, is that, is that a, is that Avon. A, how is Mary Kay a, a scam? Beach body. If you sell it, don't you? If you sell, money? you get a little bit, but you have to invest so much. And it, listen, people do it temporarily and they will try to convince you up and down. It's not a pyramid scheme, but if you, you ain't driving have a pink to Cadillac? tell that to your upline, you're in a pyramid scheme. And, and there's life insurance ones. I'm, have you seen those? No, I hope. No, there's probably some, I know they're not that. Listen, so no offense good. if someone's listening and they're and they're doing this. But there's the life insurance ones. There's the travel ones where they try to get you all to go on a cruise for whatever. The, there's so many network marketing schemes. And I, I feel bad when I try. I try not to argue with people about it anymore because usually they're out within six to, to eight months. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm like, Hi, I'm not going to buy life insurance. From someone who's living in a single wide trailer. Sorry. If your finances aren't in order, why would I invest my financial 
No, I, I don't know. I, know. I I mean, I feel bad kind of saying it, but no, you but, listen. But stop feeling bad legit. for things I know. that are real. I feel, I feel, I'm yeah, not listen. If somebody who lives in a, a, a single wide trailer in in Wisconsin, not I know down south is a little bit different. I don't know if they call single wide or whatever. They got they, a lot of people have they have big nice trailer neighborhoods down south. They do. Nice they have houses. some very nice ones up here in Wisconsin. But this one and it, is not, not, no, it's not, not, if, not. If you in Whitewater, you live in a trailer. Listen, I'm not buying nothing from you. Yeah. 833-212-1017. Many different conversations that we're having here on MK in the morning. But a conversation we need to have, we're talking about money. We want to help put money in your pocket. And how can we do that, Zach? What do I need to hear to do? One call, that's all. You know what? I call for that one. Can you hear me that? I call for that one call, that's all, Goober cash giveaway sound without having this binder in front of me for this live read for me able to read it. But you know what? I'm going to be able to knock it out because I've done it so I've done it so many different times. And so one call, that's all, right, Zach? One call, that's all. Now is your chance to be entered to win our one call, that's all, 5K giveaway. Yeah, you heard that right. This is your opportunity to get $5,000. Serena B., what would you do with $5,000 right now? Oh, man, go on vacation. You would go on vacation yes. to where? And maybe invest a little. Invest in where? Yeah. And what else? Like, what would Somewhere you warm. In? So what's a warm place? Jamaica. Warm place? Jamaica. And you want to invest in what? Uh, stocks. Stocks. So you heard it here. <laughs> she said go on Robinhood and invest in stocks because that's what she's going to do if she wins $5,000. But she can't win because it's for you to win. So be caller number five right now to be entered to win our $5,000 giveaway. Remember, if you or a loved one has been injured in an accident, call Gruber Law Offices right now. One call. That's all. Be caller number five at 833-212-1017. That is 833 833- 212-1017. And if you're caller number five, you will have the opportunity to be entered to win this money with the one call. That's all 5K giveaway. For official contest rules, visit 1017thetruth.com. Again, call 833-212-1017. Be caller number five for your chance to be entered to win $5,000 at the end of this month. I'm going to the Susu room. <laughs> You are listening to MKE in the Morning on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Working me. She working me. Urging me. It be urging me. Chill it up the top of the curtain, please. I decided to go up like Major League. She just popped the just like pumpkin beans. She just popped the say I hurt her knees. She hurting me. Rich Don Hercules. Welcome back, Milwaukee. You're listening to MKE in the morning, live on 1017 The Truth. I'm here with, uh, I'm Serena B. Sorry, let me introduce myself. I'm Serena B. I'm here with Kyle Wallace. They know that velvety voice. <laughs> that's what they say. And they know this squeaky hot voice, as I've been told. And Actually, somebody have- said my voice was sexy back in the day. I don't know. Is my voice sexy, mm-hmm. Serena B? worry about what you say you ain't my cup of tea and not you not i mean i'll i'll prefer a woman to tell me whether or not my voice is you know in my if i talk like this it's like no no we oh yeah no i'm just that was just up (laughs) i think that everybody here has good radio voices like i always get like really no you said what you need to say say, you said what you need to say that's fine i'm gonna take your man anyway serena it don't matter you could have gassed me up you could have lied 
You when you say you have a good radio voice, that usually means a woman's trying to tell you that your voice is nice. Oh, well, I used to get made fun of by my own father and brother about my voice. Oh, really? Oh, oh gosh. Oh, why? Oh, why listen. Was it really high and squeaky? No, I was a child. What do you mean? What, what, what my voice supposed to sound like? <laughs> right? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. They call me squeaky voice. I'm like, come on, for real? My, yeah, my, my brother and my father, I love them both dearly. Yes. I, I, they ganged up on me a little bit because I was a mama's boy. Okay. So I, okay. I got I got ganged up on by my yeah. dad. I, I can tell you plenty of stories. I, wow. Well, we got some stories I could tell, but I ain't gonna tell. Them. I don't I want get, my dad to be embarrassed. I feel like it doesn't happen as often now, but obviously where I grew up, I, people used to call me a valley girl, even where I grew up. So I, mean, I feel like. I mean, you. I mean, do I still sound like a valley girl? I mean, you're. I mean, you. You grew up in an area where you. <laughs> you didn't say you know why. We're going uh, to oh, the but bay. I can. Oh, we're going to when I get a, what, what's uh, when know. I get around my my beacher sign, when I get around that side, that is exactly how we all sound. <laughs> it's so, bad. I it never forget bad. the first time I realized because people used to always talk about like accents and how Wisconsin. Yes. Accents. When you grow up in the city of Milwaukee, you don't hear that. So I go down south. And Not my as cousins, much. Not they, as much. Like they got accents down in Mississippi. Eddie they, has a Wisconsin accent. He, he, he does. Eddie, he does. So but if you're here, listening, growing you up sound in like Milwaukee. My you really don't hear the accent like that because we don't hear that countryness. And so for me, it's just like, mm. no, we sound we sound like we speak normal, like around. Yeah. And then I went to college. Uh, right. When I went to Whitewater, I was just uh, shout out to Haley Tempass for uh, she works at a radio station in Appleton. I can't think of the name, but she has a show uh, during the day on uh, in, you know, in Appleton does mm-hmm. the radio there. And we went to school together. And then oh, also cool. I was just at the WBA event student seminar this past weekend, working with a lot of high school, uh, college students, some high school students nice. as well. But when I heard her talk, you can Google her, Haley Tempass. Oh, she's she's yeah, you know, Wisconsin is she's very like my uh, family. Yeah, we know we're you know, we get some milk <laughs> and different things, you know, and I am like, geez, this is real. <laughs> this is real. Like I didn't realize that, oh, we country here in Wisconsin. Oh my gosh. That sounds like uh yeah, definitely. Oh. Yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh my gosh. Oh. So that was something I, I did not you know, and I honestly I think it is more cultural because I don't I I I can you ever see a black person talk White. like that? white cultural i get it i, I didn't I get say it. you said it i'm not gonna be anybody I, I i'm not gonna get it I, yeah, you can't say that, it. that's that's my life you can't yes. say it. I, um, i'm not gonna say it because i'm not gonna offend nobody <laughs> I, listen i ain't getting nobody calling no, in complaining about it's me so true about i honestly did not think that i had an accent until i lived in north carolina you obviously start to pick up some southern but i don't think i was picking up southern i think people i actually had someone come right up to me and say you're from Wisconsin. Oh, wow. Yes. And I was like, how did you know that? <laughs> how did you? Oh, my God. No. How did you know? I mean, Wisconsin, Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, they, they got it. They definitely got I it. I was like, oh, you got me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I, I sound like I'm glad I don't have that accent. They said we sound nasally, though. Uh, black people sound different here, too. Then people down south, well, oh, of course, people down south, they of got course. a little. Draw, and you sound a little different. different from the Detroit cats, oh, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, sound yeah. a little different from the Chicago cats too. The Chicago, right? <laughs> Chicago. My dad says Chicago. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> no, a lot of people got different accents in different places, different yeah. you know, swagger. But with I the can't way we put speak. my finger on the accent here. I don't know. For black folks is what I'm talking about. I like I can't put my finger on it. I think Chicago. It's got like a almost like a mix of everything. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Don't mean we come from everywhere. Mm-hmm. That might be what it is. I think so. Midwest twang because it's a Midwest, Midwest thing. Twang. But I want to talk about something really quickly. I know we got three minutes left, but I always want to shout out things going on around the community. In this week, right now, they have five nights in bottles and bites 
downtown Milwaukee for happy hour starting yesterday and ending on Friday. There's 18 different restaurants across Milwaukee where you can go to happy hour between 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. and go and get you some appetizers or some drink specials. The one place I want to shout out is Turning Tables Tavern and Eatery. That is a black-owned tavern and eatery who is having something right now where you can go to their spot and you can get appetizers. Jerk egg rolls, $9 for jerk egg rolls. You can get mac and cheese bowl, $10. Spinach triangles, $9. Turning tables, wings for $6. And then also they got a nice old-fashioned $8. $8. And then also tequila tall boy. That's what I'm getting. Tiki tiki. Tequila with pineapple and twist (laughs) for $7. So they got the happy hour special going on. But that is down in MilwaukeeDowntown.com. If you go to that, they have their taste and toast this week where you can go and support local owned businesses during this week. But I am going to go for sure to turning tables because it is black owned and they are participating in this. So I'm definitely going to go down downtown and support turning tables and give me some What street are they located on? They are located on right across, basically right across the street from, um, gonna say miller park uh that ain't it either they are right across the street from the pfizer forum um oh okay i'll tell you the exact location here um because i don't know and i'm not able to find it but i'll get it for you okay i'll definitely get we'll it figure it out is that we'll something that you'd be interested in going into potentially oh, that seems cool right yeah definitely first of all i love food second of all i love tiki tiki I love tequila too. I love tequila. <laughs> I also really love old fashions, but only if they're brandy sweet. I just got this bottle of old fashioned, and I'm so excited about yes. to turn up on it. But really quickly, uh, Turning Tables Tavern and Eatery. Again, they're participating in this nice downtown dining taste and a toast where you have happy hour specials. They are located on 1034 Bell R. Phillips Avenue in Milwaukee. Again, it's Kitty Corner from the Pfizer Forum. Uh, so definitely I encourage people to go out and go get something to eat and enjoy and support black-owned businesses, and uh, especially in downtown Milwaukee. Yes, sir. What you doing for the rest of the day, Miss Serena B? I'm paying my bills. I'm working. Oh, yeah. I feel you Writing. On that one. I feel you on that one. I, I'm, I'm doing, I, I guess I'm paying my bills, too, by working and slaving. Yes. And then I'll be on uh, Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris hey. as well. He's having his monthly roundtable. And so we'll have many different guests joining us for that roundtable this afternoon from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. But coming up next, what do you know? Do you know the schedule coming up next? We got Sherwin. We do. We, do. we got you from Sherwin Hughes from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. <laughs> then we got your boy Tori Lowe from 1 to 4. <laughs> and then, like I said, we got Dr. Ken Harris. But thank you so much for allowing me to come in here and fill yes, in for the last thank you hour. For sitting in. And get some stuff off my chest. Shout out to DJ Brother Z for always holding it down each and every day He'll, here. He's visiting the Susu room after this. Yeah, he is. So he he told visit me. The Zach, if you make money, hit me up. So we can, <laughs> we can Susu and celebrate together. How about that? I thought that was at a strip club. Oh, <laughs> I love you some strip clubs once in a while, but thank you so much, Milwaukee, for listening. She's Serena B. I'm Carl Walls, and this is MK in the Morning.